This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Season 4. I don't know if you're the same as me, Ian, but I always view the prospect of that um, with a bit of trepidation. Yeah, uh, we normally sort of come into a Season 4 and come into a a bit of a duffer, a bit of a downward curve. Um, I think we might, I I think we might break that that trend today. Well, I'm, I'm just looking through my little notepad of all the episodes so far. What have we had? We've had we've had Dorian. That yeah, that, that was that, that was an okay one, wasn't yeah. it? Then we had duh, 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 who did we have to um oh we had Cancer. Terrible. Yeah. Then we had uh, Gunsar, which Good half in was parts. okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we know what part. Then we had Lights. Yeah. We know what the other half was like. <laughs> yeah. Then Dr. Plaxton and the Space Rats. And yeah, now sort of here we middling. Are. Yeah. Onto, yeah so... onto the episode Feared by Cybermen Everywhere. Yes. Yes. Right. So here we are. Keeler, season four. And uh, yes, yes. Uh, insert Spando Ballet track just about here. Um, mm, right. So off we go then. Uh, written by Colin Davis. Yeah. Who... I, I In my notes, my first note is Colin Davis. Who? Who? Question mark. <laughs> Your Avon impersonation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I looked him up. He's only ever wrote four things, and they were all for TV. Uh, there was Blake Seven here. Oh, something I four things more than I have, to be fair. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, Something from the 80s, which I don't recall at all. Something called Drama-Rama. Oh, I remember that. That was a uh, children's ITV sort of armchair theatre. But Was it? Yeah, so each week it was a different little play but obviously aimed at kids um yeah it was I, I remember being quite good it was it was one of those where if it was good it was good but you, you always took the chance it might be a duff old story oh right oh no no i i, I think i was at college and yeah you, you know, would be too watching old. I, children's itv uh triangle do you remember yeah. that god awful <laughs> soap crap. opera on a ferry it was wasn't awful it? it was going from the that north was, of england um, off to somewhere yeah that was survivors season four wasn't it which is it was yeah thing. yeah like yeah. blake seven replaced yeah. softly softly yeah oh and it had that guy who was um really good in the champions and he was in doctor who wasn't he, he was that uh not kasabi that's this show it, orsini Oh, yes, uh, William Gaunt. William Gaunt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good actor, good actor. Yeah, and then <laughs> his fourth thing was from 1974, and it was he wrote for It's Cliff Richard. Oh, fair enough. In 1970, I guess he wrote sketches or something for Cliff back in 1974. Oh, what a horrible thought. A Cliff Richard comedy show, is that? I, I doubt very much that's on YouTube. No. You know, Cliff's audience, you know, I don't think that's the... The age group that go on YouTube, I don't think. No, that's more. It might be on the radio, I suppose. But yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So this episode, gold. Um, gold. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Are you going to do that every time I mention Every time gold, you say you go- gold, yes, right. I'm going to go, gold! No, well, it, well if you do that, that saves me a bit of work <laughs> putting the clip in. All right, okay. Thank you for that, Ian. Right, it starts in space with the space princess. Yeah, which... i got a question for you on this space princess. It might, on, it might be in the uh, behind the scenes. Are those X-Wing... X-wing wings. <laughs> they are X-wing wings. Oh, yes. I looked at it. I thought that's so blatant. It's even got the stripe across it. No, I must be mistaken. No, no. I was saving that for behind the scenes, oh, but right. we'll, we'll we'll have it yeah. now. Um, yeah, they are X-wing parts, and that's a giveaway to the scale yeah, of the model. I was going to say I that always, shows the size. Yeah, I always. I guess the way it's been filmed, it always looks like it's a really big model. Yeah. It's a good uh, model. It, nice it, model. It, it's a terrific model. Built by somebody you know, uh, Bill Pearson. Oh, right, yeah. You know, who worked on Alien, Flash Gordon. Yeah. He, he, he had a company with Martin Bauer for some yeah. time. He's a good, good um, old pro, he is. He is good a good old, old pro. pro. You know, he, he, and still in the business. He, he did model work for uh, Moon, the Duncan yeah. Jones film Moon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now the Space Princess, it was built by him. And as I say, you know, you can gauge the size of it by the X wings. The vertical wings on the model are yes. the. Uh, are they are the? the uh, would they be like the Dennis Fisher one seventy second scale one or the I MPCA think so. for yeah, our American yeah, cousins? Yeah. Um, interesting. This though, so it looks brilliant, and it's on film. Yes. And then yes. Scorpio hoves interview video. Ah. And it's the way that they merge the two. Yeah. You have the well, footage, the film footage of the Space Princess, and then they do a, vi- a video blending, and the stars of the Scorpio starscape um, merge over the top of the existing stars. It's so badly yeah. done. It's awful. It looks terrible. It's just, why not just, just... I mean, you're filming that other model. You must have had the Scorpio there. I suppose perhaps the scales were... They would have been totally different, wouldn't they? But just, oh, it's like... So close, sir. It's so close. Yeah. And we've got that clumsy video effect when the Scorpio does start catching up the yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, Space Princess with that horrible circle, that video circle. It's the composite mat, yeah. I suppose. And I can remember seeing that, you know, on my black and white, you know, back in 1981. I can remember seeing that. And it's even worse now on DVD on a big TV. It looks dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not convincing. No. It's just such a shame because there's some nice little model, like the corridor and that. There's some nice little, the docking corridor. There's some nice the model shots. The docking shot is yeah. really, really good because it's all on yeah. film, isn't it? Yep. Again, yeah. it's all on film. And, uh, you know, all, all done by Bill Pearson. You can tell that he's the one who did the um, the uh, the hatch on in Alien. You know, the hatch yeah. where Kane's body is ejected from. You know, he, he, he's doing the same sort of thing here. The only thing I think that lets it down is when those clamps come in. Uh, I wish they had, you know done high-speed photography, so they moved slower because they just go clunk across, don't they? Yeah. It's yeah. it's interesting as well because it gives us all a sort of a scale for the Scorpio as well, doesn't it? Because we see, we see how tall that docking hatch is in the set, in the real mm. life, um, and then we see it on the modern. We see it, so it gives you an idea. And Scorpio's not that big, is it? It's not. It's yeah. not. No, no. But no, that's lovely. I mean, that's really nice. It, yeah. you, you know, it makes up for the shocking video effect that we've just seen. Yeah. Um, and we go inside the Scorpio. Is Avon insane yet, do you think? Because uh, he's just I grinning. Think, yeah, I think he's, he's lost his reason. He's yeah. just grinning for no reason at Villa, isn't he? No yeah. reason whatsoever. Well, perhaps, perhaps just before it cut in, Villa had told one of his amusing riddles. 
I watched it yesterday. I, I watched Ultra World yesterday with did our you? daughter. Oh. Yeah, and oh, we've got things to say. What did and, she make uh, of it? Uh, she thought it was puzzling. <laughs> she, she Diplomatic. It was puzzling. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Avon, Dana, Tarrant, and Sulin are getting their guns ready, and yep. that's uh, and that's when uh, we know that someone by the name of Keela. An old friend of Avon's as a proposition for them. Now, after the Tynus episode, um, wouldn't Avon steer clear of anybody that knew him? Yeah, I. This is this we're, we're sort of getting into the realm, the realms where they like old friends start turning up. Now, the, the ones we've seen so far of Avon's old friends, I you, I can buy, but as as much as I like the Keeler character, I can't imagine how. They but they were friends. There's, you know, what I mean, there's no. It's not very believable that he would have been a, a an old and presumably not that trusted, but trusted enough that Avon's, you know, go, taking him up on this offer. Yeah. Um, what, and it, it doesn't quite ring true from? to me. Yeah, Keeler doesn't strike you as a computer yeah. person, does he? No. Do you think Avon in you know before he became a, a computer? Hacker, he did like uh, he did a, a stint as a red coat on one of these luxury liners, and he was uh, entertaining people. Mark, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need a Butlins. He uh, he was doing the the knobbly knees contest on on the star space princess. Or the Gurning. Or the hey, Dave, we're back to Gurning, yeah. We're, we're back, back to Gurning. The, back the to other Gurning. the other problem with this scene, and this is. This is true of a lot of things, and I know we always keep running into this because it's exposition. Is they're saying things they must already know. Yes. What I mean, in real life, that would be like you getting up and you know you made breakfast for your missus, and you take it in and you go, "I've made breakfast for you." Yes, we have breakfast every day. I know I've made sausages. Yes, I like sausages. It, it's yeah. madness. I know it they've is. got to do it, but there must have been a better way of doing this. Yeah, um, yeah, probably not a cheaper way, you know, because you could have had other stuff happening. But yeah, it's like, oh, just why are you, why are you saying this? You know it. Yeah, I've just had a feeling. I a, a thought as to where Avon knows Keeler from, right? I reckon Keeler was the landlord of the place that him and Anna Grant rented. Yeah, some grubby little bed and breakfast. Yeah, could well be. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you, you never know. Um, yeah, it. I, 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 I was. What am I watching through it? And I was thinking, I wonder if they'll say where they knew each other. Would they do a little, I, you know, I used to date his sister or something like that. Um, yeah, because we got they, it with Tynus, didn't we? we yeah. Got, we, we, we got an explanation of how Avon knows uh, Tynus, but we never do in this one. No, and you can imagine Avon, who's a very, very sarcastic person. You can imagine him being friends with Tynus, but. I can't. Avon's got such contempt for Keeler. Mm. I can't imagine him being, you know, unless unless he's one of those where Keeler thinks he's his friend. We've all had them, haven't we? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> and in our case, mutual ones. Mutual. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, so it could be a case of that. But why would Avon take him up on it? Is it Avon's greed? Has he gone mad? You're right. I mean, he Paul Darrow's definitely playing this as unhinged not necessarily fully mad and psychotic but he's definitely he's not he, he strikes me like someone that's that's not slept for a, a long time and is not mm. quite firing on all cylinders yeah. i mean there's a scene later on where and i it was, 
he, Avon does something which we'll get to when we get to it. And I thought, what, what, why have you done that? What? Ah. And it just is strange, but it's good acting from him. I like, I like all the crew business, except Talent. Talent's a cockwomble. He's he's rude to Villa. <laughs> that immediately puts you off him, doesn't oh, it? Oh, I just I want to slap him where he says, uh, "Keep awake, Villa," and he's so smug. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, why why doesn't Villa go with them here? I mean, um, and, and and why why elect? Villa to stay behind because if Keeler is a crook, surely Villa would be good for sniffing that out over, say, Dana. Yeah, I it's a, it is strange. I know, I like it. I like the fact that they make play that that Villa doesn't trust him, so wants no part of this. But surely that's good, why you need him there. Then yeah, yeah. But as good as that is, also Villa is the one that when there's money involved common sense would go out the window and he's shown that before uh, but I, do, I i mean i do like it but i wonder what the the actual reason was was michael keaton not available for all the filming or i don't know don't know okay all right um yeah after that little aside from tarrant to villa they go aboard the space princess and that's when they meet keeler welcome welcome to the space princess everybody it's clean. Of course I'm clean. What do you take me for? Aiden and I are old friends. <laughs> it's good to see you. Uh, nobody said move, Keena. Just relax. But not too much. So everyone is this old friend. Can't you keep your gang under control? They're not my gang, Keeler. We are together for mutual convenience. I imagine that if I double-crossed them, they would try and kill me. Just as they will kill you if you let them down. And we've got Roy Kinnear on top form. I'm oh, right. This yeah. is top form. Haven't we? This is top form, top yeah. of his Roy, game. Roy Kinnear, Roy although he's now remembered mainly for comedy stuff, he was a damn fine actor. Mm. I mean, he's not hamming this up at all. And there's bit, bits later on where you, you go, oh, he's actually quite a dangerous character. Mm. And then that whole bit at the end where he realises he's probably going to die in this. And he, he just acts it so well. Yeah, Really good actor. He is terrific. He is terrific. I always get a feeling in this uh, story here, in this role that he's in, I always get the feeling he's on the verge of cracking up or cracking up the other people, you know? Yes, yeah. Definitely, yes. Um, so they go to his office. Now, I think I said last week, this episode I remember listening to on audio and yeah. that awful, crappy door yeah. uh, sound effect... Number one, it's rubbish. Number two, it goes on far too long. And every time I watch this episode, I think, oh, God, it's that door effect, because I had to listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else is happening. If somebody was talking over the top of it or something like that, or if it was quick, like a Star Trek one, but no, you have to hear it open, and then you have to hear it close. And, God, it's irritating. Perhaps they were just very proud of it. I don't know. Could be. Oh, it may, maybe it was a new sound effect person, and yeah, that was their yeah. first assignment, Although, so they're really showing it off. Yeah, well, you were listening to those on audio, so you you were you were uh, put out by that. At least you didn't have the visual equivalent, which is those vac form food trays stuck everywhere. They in his are office. everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. On on the DVD, you know, the uh, one of the set manager guys says, "Yeah, we bought these cheap from an airline." You know, and we just st- stapled yeah. them to the wall. Basically, that's all they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I s- it it doesn't work, does it? No, I I mean, 
I was saving this for behind the scenes, yeah. but we might as well say it now. It says somewhere that uh, as a cost-saving measure, um, some of the sets from Assassin were redressed and used in oh, this right. story. But I was looking at it, and I can't think where that would be. Unless it was so redressed that it wasn't recognisable. Perhaps so they're just talking about like flat walls or yeah, yeah. It's just the chipboard like walls that they yeah. were used or something like that. Because there's definitely no technology, I don't think, from um, Assassin in here. Um, it's quite good, actually. I like his office. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it looks like they have spent a bit of money on it. Yeah, it's um, it's got things going on, and it's got some flashing lights, and it's got those weird pink cubes, like mood lights. Yeah. Um, and that's where we find out that the Space Princess is a clapped-out old pleasure cruiser, and uh, Keeler is the purser, and there's no pilot, and the ship has come from Xerox, the gold. Yeah, because no, gold no, is no, my... No, 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 hang on, hang on. And the ship has come from Xerox, the gold... Gold planet. Sorry, Thank you. <laughs> I, sorry, I let you down. You did. You did. Bear with me, Ian. <laughs> well, this is the Space Princess. A bit of a played-out old pleasure cruiser. This is the purser's office of the Space Princess, and this is the purser of the Space Princess. Are you with me so far? You're relaxing too much. Look, can't we keep this friendly? No. You're not the pilot, then. No, I am not. So who is? As of now, nobody. The ship's empty. She's been for a refit. Look at all this. New stuff. She runs home on auto. Where's home, Keela? Xerox, a frontier planet. Uh, you may not know it. Not very modern. I say home. She makes orbit herself, and a pilot comes up to take her down. Xerox the gold planet. Right. <laughs> You've got it, old friend. <laughs> so, shall we get to business? When we know what it is. Smart. It's money. Look. We don't only carry passengers on this ship. We have a small hold and we carry cargo. Valuable cargo. Now, can anyone guess what it is? Go. Right first time. Only it travels incognito. We pretend it's fruit. And uh, and he says the ship carries gold, which is very... Gold! Oh, yes, I, was, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot then. So, uh, uh, let, 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 let's, let's cancel that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get through this episode otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But All right. everyone but, listening, mentally imagine that yeah well the stuff it's very rare yeah. now it's been mined out on all the other planets and it's only ever found now on xerox yeah i would that was a strange thing sort of just casually saying oh everywhere else in the galaxy is mined out really yeah i think we're we're back to this thing that you and i have talked about before is when they talk about the galaxy they're not talking about the galaxy they're talking about a solar system you yes, can imagine exactly, a solar yeah. system, it's all mined out, but a whole yeah. galaxy, I don't think so. Also, where is it? Where is the gold that they've mined out? Mm. There's a finite amount of gold, that's true, but it's there. It's not, I mean, unless whatever they're using it for is destroying the gold at the same time. It's not a commodity that gets eaten up. No. no. So, yeah, it's, it's very strange, this. But again, it's this... In, now gold is precious i mean gold isn't even as precious now as it was when this program was made but gold is precious now so therefore that's what's precious in yeah. the future i suppose at least it wasn't a crystal that's good they could point. have had a crystal couldn't they we haven't had we haven't talked about crystals for quite a while this is rather good no 
yeah. No, no crystals in this episode. No. That's another plus point for it. You've got a, a, a plastic box, a yeah. plastic box later on, but that's the closest you get to a crystal. That could have been a crystal, but no, yeah. we, get, we, we get an awful 80s plastic box later on. But uh, yeah, the, the Space Princess transports all this gold uh, disguised as fruit, doesn't it? Yes, which again, quite strange. I mean, the the federation that we're we've got at the moment, who's eating all this fruit? Because yeah. I, I I can't imagine them bothering to import fruit for the drugged masses. Perhaps it's yeah. uh, for the the big wigs. They like a banana now and again. I don't, I don't know. Um, and uh, so yeah, they're off doing that while there's a heavily armored ship, you know, with security written all over it. Yeah, that provides the distraction. Okay, which is is sort of a clever idea in itself but as soon as if anyone finds out about that that you're scuppered like this aren't you you're that's that's your security plan's gone um can i also just mention um in this scene that in the office where they're talking um talent is his smug levels are going through the roof Mm. he's very smug in this scene which is for someone that's wearing so much velour that's too smug i (laughs) I do like his smug little Mm. smile of um you know um can anyone guess what it is? And he's like, yeah. gold, like this. And he's gold. got this little smile. Yeah. You know, it's like in that Avengers film when Captain America actually gets a reference. And, you know, yes, oh, yeah. I got that one. I got one. that one, yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. No one's looking at him. Nobody says, well done, Tarrant. Yes. No, no. I mean, bloody obvious. That's why. Yeah. But, you know, you say about the velour jumpsuit. I must say, everybody does look good here. Um, Avon's had a haircut. He, he hasn't got yeah. into the bouffant level hair. Um, the only thing I'm distracted by because you know I'm watching on video and not listening to audio is uh, Sue Lin's haircut. She's got yeah. this hairstyle of like like having bat wings going up, and then she's got a ponytail off the top of her head. Um, which yeah, is a bit I mean, odd. So, well, the, Sue Lin's Sue Lin's jumpsuit in this is very very tight. Mm. <laughs> I'm not complaining, and <laughs> and when we were watching it, and uh, and made reference to her her pertly behind so uh yeah it, it it works that's the bit you missed out on audio so yes perhaps you, yeah and perhaps the ponytail yeah and the ponytail yeah you do she's know, really good again in this yes she is you do know don't you that uh she has a different hairstyle for every episode did you know that um it's not something i've no i didn't know that i mean i i think we'd have to watch him in order yeah no or, she's got a different yeah, hairstyle to... for every story yeah, and uh, it seems that that is a, uh, a compensation for when Glynis Barber took the job on. Um, yeah. She had seen Blake Seven and thought there'd be lots of costume changes because there used to be, didn't there? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first two seasons, sometimes multiple uh, costume changes in one story, and she was rather dismayed to find out for cost, uh, cost reasons. No, you've only got one outfit for the entire run and towards the end it did change but uh, this was some sort of compensation well you can't change your outfit every uh, episode so we'll change your hair every episode instead it's, it's strange what actors uh, find important isn't it yes yes yeah, but on the other hand even though I, I don't like her jumpsuit and I don't I don't think you know um, um, it's that good i think mainly it's the color it's just drab but um I, I i'm quite glad she didn't start wearing dresses and skirts and things like that i don't think it would have gone with the character no i mean you you can you can have very stylish dressed characters that are also 
good fighters and that you can do it but but generally they're not if if you're that good a fighter you don't wear stuff that's impractical no because i always think of jenna when you first see jenna that outfit was that was fine but then she starts wearing blouses and frocks and you know callie is this you know uh freedom fighter and you know in her red outfit that she first had that was really really good but then she's in flowing dresses and it's mm, i don't know dresses in space dresses in space yes all right so yeah he keeler wants them to help him steal the gold okay and uh and they go into the hole, hold there, don't they? And Avon <laughs> comes in, fanning away for all he's worth. Boy, he does some fanning in this yeah. story. Good he lord, he's, he he can't move without fanning now, can he? I I mean, who needs aircon when you've got Avon yeah. moving yeah, the air around like that? Fanning away. Yes, um, yes, yes. Avon is great in this though, and I love his um, what's the snag line? Yes, brilliant. nobody, but nobody yeah. transports you know seventeen billion in yeah. armor. He snarls, doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he? He snaps yeah. the lines out. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the other star of this scene, Baker Foil trays. Now we've had the, we've had the, the eating off trays. This is the trays presumably the airline used to cook the food. This this episode does work better on audio. It really does. It really does. But yeah, that's when Keeler yeah. comes out with a catch: the processor on the planet. Yes. It it turns the gold black. Talk clear. Maybe Villa should be here to give us his professional opinion. Villa? He's one of us. He stayed on Scorpio. In case of misunderstanding. This Villa, is he? He's a thief and a good one, but we don't need Villa to tell us the obvious, do we? That no one, but no one, allows a fortune like that to travel in an unarmed crate with just two plainclothes guards. So, what's the snag, Kilo? The processor. The what? At the mine on Zero, they process the gold. They change its atomic constitution. It turns black. And it's useless until it's reprocessed. And that can't happen unless you know the computer code that was used on Zero the day it was processed. Zero won't release that code until the gold is in the hands of the Federation. So if we could steal it, what use is black gold to us? <laughs> None whatsoever. That is a snag. But there is a way around it, pretty one. We are waiting, Kilo. The mine on Xerox, it's underground. Like most mines. And it's completely automated. The processed gold is even taken to the spaceport by underground conveyor. So? So, pretty one, we visit the mine and we tamper with the processor. That way the gold stays okay. When the gold's gone through, we readjust the processor and it's like nothing had happened. The computer says it's black, nobody checks. The gold is delivered here as normal. And then we steal it. That's right. Billions. So it can be done? Oh, yes, it can be done. But it's not easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't need us. What's it like on the surface, this mine? <laughs> on the surface, pretty one. It's a pretense like me. On Xerox, it's a vegetable reprocessing plant, but uh, under guard. I couldn't work out, does it, does it, They. I don't think they mentioned, but does it, chemically alter the gold so it can't be used or literally does it turn the gold black because the way they're speaking it's just oh the gold is now black so therefore isn't gold anymore and it's like i'm not sure i'm not sure that's what makes gold <laughs> particularly valuable is well, it's, it's it's color <laughs> i got yeah well, i um, i yeah because yeah it's still gold you just spray it gold and yeah. then you've got you've still got gold spray it gold <laughs> and then you've got you've still got gold you, ju- you just go down the house and you've 
got gold again, haven't you? Yeah, I, I got that it, it changes at an atomic level. Yeah, I, don't I think know it must how do. that yeah. works, you know, but because uh, we find out later, you can't space teleport machinery. It. Yeah, yeah, space and you can't teleport it, it, can you? Because it, yeah, it, that... it, it will turn to dust or something. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a plot convenience, isn't it? When they yeah. say that. Yeah, but Keeler says, look, we'll go to this planet um, and Xerox, we'll go to Xerox, we'll go down to the planet, uh, we'll fiddle with the computer, the computer doesn't turn it black, but it says that it's turned it black, and then they can steal it. Do you think, because um, they're going to the planet Xerox, do you think um, that's where Keeler got his uh, scanning machine in his office, or was that from the planet Xerox? Very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I love I love this as well. Keeler is such a lech in this scene, isn't he? When he's with Sulin, why does everyone you mean start calling Sulin? Yeah, her and name's not Sulin. She's the yeah. pretty one. Mm. He doesn't yeah. say that to Dana. Dana doesn't say, "Oi, no. what about me?" <laughs> yeah, well, because Dana's age fluctuates too much, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Taron. I mean, it'd be quite nice if he started pouring Taron. I'd, I'd pay to see that. See yeah. how Taron reacted. Taron could have got quite. Missed, I think as long as Taron got. Yeah, as long as Tarrant got, uh, yeah, but as long as Tarrant got a bit of praise, I think he'd be all right, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd let he'd let Keeler pour him all he wants as long as he says how great he is. <laughs> well, next we go to Xerox, and what do we see? First thing we see on Xerox, Derry boots. That yeah, makes me sit yeah. up and look. They're my Derry boots. <laughs> now this is um, I because I was all I'd written down, and I was all going, oh, Derry boots. Why are they using Federation boots? Blah blah. blah. Mm. But then it turns out later on that the Federation, this is all a, a Federation ploy anyway, isn't it? So it's like, oh, touche episode, touche. No, but it, is it a touche? Because that's the big question I've got on this in that, yeah, that's a clue. That Federation guard boots, um, but they're, you know, worn by people in these horrible, horrible silver uh, yeah, boiler they, suits. They look hot, don't they? They, yeah. they look like those sweat suits you wear in gyms or you used to wear. You remember in the 80s where they had... Uh, proper suits to make you sweat and it yes. was meant to lose extra weight if you worked out in them. That's what they look like to me. They do. But my, my, my question is, right, okay, you've got the Derry boots there. When you see yep. these guards, they haven't got the Federation rifle. Later on, one of them has. But initially, in this bit coming up, you've got guards guarding a processing plant on a planet doing this gold thing. As far as Avon and everybody else are concerned... They're not Federation. At this point, they're not Federation. But soon they're going to start gunning them down. But these guys are, appear to be, we later find out they're not, just bog-standard guards guarding a private place, in which yep. case they are murdering innocent yes. people. I'd actually, I'd got that in my notes, that they're, they're gun-happy. So, yeah, I you could you can sort of justify, if you want to, that they shoot down Federation troopers by the... Hundred weight because they're the enemy, they're the fascist troops, blah blah blah. But yeah, as far as they're aware, these are the equivalent of Welsh miners or mm. you know pe people working at the BMW plant, and they, they just families. go in and massacre them willy nilly, which is also bizarre because presumably they're meant to go in quietly, get the job done. Because if the people know that you've taken their code for you know, or or done that, made the gold unprocessed, they would just stop it. Mm. This has to be something that's done on the quiet. But yeah, they they're very very they're murderers straight straight up in this. Um, yes. You mentioned about the gu the guns. So 
and again i don't know whether this is planning or whether this is just lack of of care and attention so when they're on film the guards are using uh old uh Skonos guns from horns of nyman from doctor oh, who are they yeah oh, well spotted yeah i spotted it. it's like hey because I, I like that gun it's not like a double barreled thing mm. um and then as soon as they're on video in the studio they've just got federation trooper rifles presumably because it was the uh, bbc one of the bbc studios and they had them there which sort of fits what they say but i don't know how planned that was i think that was more to the case of when they came to do the studio filming all they had available was old federation guns or they get to the location somebody's going oh crap we haven't got any weapons go back and get them some lackey goes back to bbc uh studios picks up the first science fiction guns he gets and yeah, turns be. up with he was meant to have had right federation rifles but turns up with horns of nymon guns instead yeah could yeah be that. could be there's so many, so many little questions we'll never ever know the answers to no. that you that that are almost as interesting to me to think about as the plots. <laughs> You're thinking, it, in real life, why did why would something like that happen? And then you sort of extrapolate from it. But yeah, this, it's uh, it's fascinating. This is the joy of podcasting. You think about it things is, in yeah. a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got Keeler there, and he he watches a shuttle take off. That's another Bill Pearson uh, creation. Um, later on, it's called a chopper, not a space yeah. chopper, but a chopper. That's a bit a of chopper. a coincidence because we've just been, you know, talking, you know, about space choppers in the, uh, you know, with the, the space, space rats. rats. But this is a different writer. So is this editorial, yeah. you know, doing a little script change and oh no, we can't call Poss- it whatever the author yeah, put poss- and put, uh, no, we'll put chopper in for a bit of consistency. Yeah, possibly, but then it's not. It doesn't really work consistently because to me, a chopper is something small and mobile and, and agile. Not this is more of a freighter, isn't it? So well, it's a shuttle. It, it, it's meant to be the shuttle yeah. that takes Keeler back up to the Space Princess. That's what. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah, but he watches it take off, and he's hiding amongst all these vats, these whacking great big vats. Yeah, it's good. Good looking factory, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know good what it is? Factory. I don't where know where it was. Right. All right, I'll tell you at the end. Okay. Right. I'll um, forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's hiding amongst those vats. That's when Avon and Sulin teleport down, uh, much to his confusion. Um, and we see those guards again, and they are, they are awful. That, that those boiler suits yeah. with bog standard welding masks. Yeah, they they're, they're done on the cheap. I quite like that they've they've knocked up a logo for the mining corporation, mm. um, and they've put that everywhere because that it that's everywhere, something that, that logo that we yeah. But I quite I quite like that because in real life logos are everywhere. But in like in uh, Star Wars, you never see logos, do you? Why no, why have the Empire not got you know? You see those roundel type things, but not really on anything. Yeah, why logos are everywhere? Let's have some logos. Yeah, let's have yeah. a bit of branding in our uh, fascist regimes. <laughs> well, yeah, we've got that. We've got them. And go- uh, Gulin, Sulin guns Gulin. the guard <laughs> yeah. down. Gulin uh, guns. Yeah guns him down um, and that's when Dana and T- Tarrant teleport down and they run a- around a bit and that's when you've well, got ta- that, that logo yeah. everywhere Are you yeah there, but also yeah also um, Tarrant uh, his gun is unloaded he's an idiot <laughs> he's gone down with an unloaded gun although later on Avon's gun mysteriously unloads itself but yeah he's running around Dana's doing all the work there 
Mm. But later on, when they're drinking their cocoa in on the Scorpio, he's going to be the one saying, "I gunned down that innocent worker." Yeah, he'll turn. He was around. clocking in for a shift. I blew his head off. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. They they, they run around a bit. Um, and oh dear, again works better on audio. Kilo reaches the voice recognition device, which is mounted on a seventies uh, wall-mounted telephone booth, isn't it? It's, that's all yeah. it is. It's, it's just it's booth. awful. Yeah. Anyone, anyone of our sort of age. I mean, now people watching it, they might be good because they might go, oh look, it's basically. Yeah. But to us, that was that was just a that was a the supposedly to give you a bit of privacy. It was meant to stop sound going in and out. Yes. And they were rubbish. They never did anything except you used to sweat under them, yeah. and they stunk. They always stunk, didn't they? They stunk um, cigarettes. But yeah, so, you know, telephone yeah. handsets did. That was always oh, awful yeah. when you went to make a call, and it's like, oh god, this. Yeah. But yeah, they were rubbish, and that that you always saw them at um, yeah. train stations didn't you and uh, airports and things like that um, yes Avon shoots another guard uh, Sulin shoots two more and that's when Keeler says oh that was good to shoot in and Avon's like um, Sulin shot both of them yeah I like that that's good because Tarrant wouldn't have said that would he no Avon's no. quite happy that Avon that has got some respect people. for Sulin and they we've said oh, before definitely, they, definitely. they work together very well don't they yes I, th- I, I really like them as a as a couple it would be nice, would be you know, like. the continuing adventures of Blake Seven after yeah. the last episode, if those two did survive, because they'd be yeah. awesome. They really yeah, would, I... in a ship, them two, and Orac. Yeah, with a with a, a totally gone Avon, he's gone totally Tonto. That would be that would be quite a nice little series to to watch, I think. Yeah. Keela... Um, Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just going to say uh, on the subject of guns, I wrote down here, and you might be able to answer this one. Is Keeler's gun Ensa Junior's gun from season one? You know, the I gun think... that he ratchets the, yes. the thing on. Is it the same gun? It looks the same to me. Oh, I'll have to have a look. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't really notice. I didn't really notice. I do. I do. I, what I did notice is in a minute the alarm goes off, and it's quite an yeah. elaborate device. This like square thing on the wall with like red uh, neon tubing on it when it goes off but it's it's very yeah. obvious they've only got one because they they they, they put it everywhere after this point yeah. don't they you and you're, you you just know they've only got the one prop and they just stick yeah. it on any wall that you see now yeah you've got some some poor prop guy running around just sticking it up before they start shooting yeah, yeah. it's pretty nifty uh, that actually looks good it looks much better than the uh, telephone booth that it's next to yeah but, uh, yeah, the alarm goes off as they reach the processor control. Um, and then we've got a bit of a shootout thing with Dana and Talent, Tarrant running around and up that ladder. And uh, when they get there, the place is a mess. Um, Keeler's knocked out and there's two bodies in the control room, but the radiation has made a bit of a mess of them and they don't know whether it is actually Avon and Sulin. Yeah, what was the point of this? I don't know. It, it, well, it's to make you think that they're dead. But why? Because you yeah, because literally, very... like a scene or so later, they, they let the it... Scorpio and yeah. they teleport back up. It may it, it's I when you you watch it and you go, oh, this will come into play. Oh, they'll they'll something to go wrong, and Avon will step out at the line, and then they, nope, they just immediately say, yeah, we're alive. Yeah, I mean the, the the reason for it, but there's no reason to have this bit now. Is they need to realise that they weren't Federation issue rifles that the guy is carrying, and that Keeler worked for the president at some point. Yeah. And they've got to, I guess they've got to find that information out without Keeler being around. But he could have got that from yeah. Orac. Yeah, 
there, there must have been a hundred other ways of doing this. Because mm. no, also, no one's going to be sat at home thinking, oh, Avon and Sulin are actually dead. No, no. I mean, because no, yeah, no show that's not a mad show would kill off all their characters, would they? No. That would be a mental thing to do. Not when it's really, really popular. No, 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 you would, no. you wouldn't do it. That would, that, that would, that would be mad. It would be mad, and I hope it never. This happens. is satire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Keela comes two on the Scorpio. Well, how did I get here? It's your lucky day. Then again, maybe it isn't. Villa. You couldn't have landed this thing anywhere near the mine. How did you a get this? A device called a teleporter. You weren't told about it? Seems there's a lot I wasn't told. It saved our lives. And Avon and the pretty one. Avon and Sulin are dead. I'm sorry. That's something, I suppose. There was an ambush. Must have been a trap. I was working on the processor. Two guards were waiting. Guards? What were they doing there? I don't know. They shouldn't have been there. The gold was just about to go through. There was a fight, an explosion, a, a scramble to we get out. We found you in the corridor, Keeler. There were no guards. They must be dead as well. Like Avon and the pretty one. You didn't set them up, I suppose. It wasn't a trap from the start. Look, I nearly died myself. What do you think? It's you that's keeping things from me, not me from you. The main alarm went off outside the warehouse. You'd already dealt with the guard, so who set it off? Not me. I was working in the Someone mine. Someone knew we were coming. Look, I didn't set you up. But you know more than you're saying, don't you, Keeler? No! No! We have to find out, you see. For the sake of our friends. For the sake of our dead friends. Yes. And... He's told Avon and Sulin are dead, and he well, says the pretty that, that, one. No, the pretty one. Yeah, and, and and says that there was an ambush by two guards and that there was an explosion, but they don't buy that. They they reckon he knows more than what that's yeah than what he's telling. He's not and, a very trustworthy sort of guy, is he? He's not. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe him when he no. speaks. He's not. He's a bit of a liar. Yeah, he's a shifty one, isn't he? Yeah. And that's when we go back to the planet and we see that guard with the Federation rifle and then we see Avon and Sulin running around. All very silly, this bit, when they're running around. All very melodramatic, isn't it? You know, very, very melodramatic. Also, this is the scene where Avon's gun is suddenly unloaded. Yes. Uh, another mistake in this. Did you spot the microphone? The boom microphone? No, I didn't spot that. Yeah, when Glynis Barber, she runs up to a wall and, and you know, does a, you know, yeah. ready pose. Uh, to the right there, you see the shadow on the wall of the boom microphone, which hurriedly moves out of shot. <laughs> yeah. That's that's almost a, a BBC, if you watch BBC shows, that's almost a, a hobby, isn't it? They're watching for boom mics appear in shadows, cameras. <laughs> yeah, they, they never seem to get that quite right. They always put I suppose because like they, they didn't have the time or money to refilm it, did they? That's what we were saying before, yeah. weren't we? This is what we liked about, you know, flubbed yeah. dialogue and things like this. It's like you haven't got time, yeah. so you leave it in. Um, and that's why you have wobbly spaceships and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. which is good. It's, it's, uh, it's what we thrive on, isn't it? Yeah. Avon 
at that point, it, that's when he notices the guard weapons aren't standard issue. I don't know yeah. how he knows that they're not standard issue. He's never been to the planet before. What he's saying is they are Federation rifles. That's what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, but it, we, we know from previous episodes that he's a bit of a connoisseur on what's a standard issue rifle or not, isn't he? So Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. On the, in, um, in, was it the Clegg one? Project Ab- no, it was Project Avalon Project when Avalon, they escaped yeah. And, and, yeah, Blake's shoulders yeah. have been blown he, off. He look, yeah, he looks at it. They used the ping-pong firing federation rifle didn't they they he looks yeah he looks at for two seconds ago this isn't standard issue and it's like we said at the time how do you know well here we are we get another case of it yes he does know his stuff yes do you think like tarrant tarrant uh, subscribes to space top gear do you think uh avon subscribes to like space field and stream and it lists all Mm. the latest guns in it space guns and ammo it would explain a lot and, and yeah, he, I think he, it would. Yeah, yeah. He figures that someone's out to get them, um, and they get to a yep. control room, really good control room, um, and start checking the files. The, the bit I don't like in this is when um, you know, Avon says, "Try not to to hit a voice output or something like that," which is something Suling's just about to do. You know, yeah, um, as if that as if that's something you often bump into yes yeah but here i they are really good together paul darrow and glenn yeah. Barber, they, oh, they're excellent. really really good together i love so when avon says um this is interesting and it's like no it's not it's a photocopier with the top off and then sulin <laughs> says something useful and the way she says it is it's brilliant she's i i'd forgotten how much i love sulin she's I, I such a forgotten. great great actress great character yeah 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 and the strange beauty of this ice planet can make it difficult to realise that it is one of the bleakest solid surfaces in the known galaxy. So, this ship goes directly from Xerox to Earth. The pleasure cruise is a sham. Like everything else on Xerox. I'm surprised the passengers fall for it. I imagine they have chemical help. You mean they drug the passengers? Ah, this is interesting. Keeler's record. Very impressive. His last employer was the Federation. What's he doing here on Xerox? On the President's personal staff. But which President? Avon, I think I've hit a volume output. Yeah. They, and that's where, you know, Eve does find something interesting. Um, they find out how Keeler does the con. Um, yeah. Basically, they drug in the passengers, aren't they? Um, and yeah. they don't go the whole way, so to speak. The whole cruise is a sham. And that's also when he finds out that Keeler worked for the president. But again, Avon, Paul Darrow's uh, delivery of, but which president? <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it's great. It, I, I could watch him all day, you know. Yeah. he's Even when he's hammy and... And melodramatic. He's just, he's got, so, he's believable, and it's something about him. He's mm. such a good actor. I tell you what, you, you want to go out and drag people in to watch the clip. You know, you yeah. go, come, come and have a look at this. Come and look at Avon. Yeah. I tell you what, forget Tom Baker, forget Brian Blessed. I want Paul Darrow as Avon doing my satnav voice. Yeah. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. So it, it would go, turn left now, and you'd turn right, and he would go, don't be stupid. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Keeler worked for the president. They don't know which one. Yeah. And that's when Sulin... It's not hard to guess, is it? <laughs> Sulin accidentally triggers that volume output. Yeah, and, that's and terrible. It, that's it, terrible. It, it is. This whole bit is not believable. And that's when they teleport 
back up. Yeah. And after a crap video shot of the Scorpio, uh, they're all staring daggers at Keeler, aren't they? They're, I love the yes. way it's all silence and they're just staring at him. You know. Yeah. It's this is Villa gets some good stuff in this as well because we've not we've not had a lot of Villa yet. No. We've not had a lot but of he's been proved right. You know. I yes. mean, Avon does yep. say uh, you know yeah. earlier on when um, uh, Keeler says this Villa. He doesn't want any part of it. And um, and Keeler says, you know, oh, suspicious or something like that. And Avon says, and frequently right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Does, he, he respects him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, hang on. I've lost my place. Oh, hang on. Bad acting from Tarrant. No, I'm not there. Well, no, I am. What? <laughs> that could be anywhere in the episode. <laughs> it could be anywhere in the episode. Where have I? I've lost where I am. Uh, uh, we got to where Ke- they've just realised Keeler's on president. Oh, staff, there it is. And Why did I put that over Scorpio? there? Right, I'm, I'm, I'm back now. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, Keeler says he was told to contact them um, yeah. and and to go ahead with this plan, and he'd get six billion for them. Um, and that's when the crew decide they're going to go ahead with the plan. Um, they can't use the teleport because that will turn their gold to dust. Because yeah, of the process handy. that it's uh, um, gone through, so um, they go ahead with the original plan, which involves drugging Dana, doesn't it? Why didn't they drug Tarrant? That would have been a lot better, wouldn't it? How many guards? One in the hold. Two others change shift with him, but they won't be around off duty. Plain clothes. Two on duty. And you know them? No, different department. But they stand out of mile. They don't eat the passengers' food. So they're not drugged, and they're rotten actors. It's vital that Tarrant and Suley know them all. Now about this drug you Don't gave Dean. worry, it's quite safe. Causes symptoms, bad ones, but nothing else. They use it in psychological tests for security. The plan was that she should fake it. The regular doctor didn't turn up for the flight. The one they got as a last-minute replacement might not be the drunken half-wit the other one was. Relax, Haven. It'll work. I stake my life on it. Yeah, I think well, Tarrant acts like he's drugged, doesn't he? But yeah, this this whole sequence is a bit. I mean, it's it's nice in that it's like it's a bit like Ocean's Eleven. He's our little plan. Da, 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 da. Um, but yeah, it doesn't. They didn't really need to do any of this when we see later on that there's like two guards and a doctor. It's and a doctor. That's basically yeah. the crew, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, we've got we've had this a number of times and usually from Avon where you've got an actor acting badly and here we've got Stephen Pacey Pacey yeah. acting badly with this drugged up you know uh, passenger that he's meant to be um, bad acting <laughs> bad, bad, bad. I, do you know what I, for, for, uh, for all we, we we constantly mug on Tarrant um, I quite like this bit where Stephen Pacey's doing the uh, the concerned but drugged out of his mind so he it doesn't come across as concerned i think i think he does do this quite well yeah no, i would no, have he, i would have been nice if we played the whole of talent like this that would, that would have been good that would have been the thing because sulin's like it as well isn't she she's doing the uh the drugged yeah. up bit you don't very often see tarrant and sulin together do you they're not very often t- teamed up them two excuse me thank you you know where i could find the purse no, sorry. Have a nice day. Ask a silly question. I'm beginning to wish I was eating the same food as them. I seem to be having a good time. Why don't we wait in the purser's office? What a good idea. I don't know. I'm not sure whether they work well together. I don't uh, know. I don't know. It's necessary. We don't see enough you know, of it, yeah. 
Dana's on a on a trolley right now, so he, yes. he, he can't we, team up with his buddy. Yeah, it becomes painfully obvious as well that we've only got about four passengers mm. in this bit. So it's they're the constant, same it's the one. same people, yeah. With some woman who looks like she's wandered in from the Benny Hill show, you know, she's not yeah, wearing much. Yeah, in that much. blue dress, yeah. yeah. All, all you, you imagine needed... the director was going, get in front of the camera again, let's get a that, man his that... The, the bloke she's with, it needs to be the little bald bloke from oh, um, from, from, from Benny yeah. Hill. And, you know, as Tarrant goes past, he can... On the top of the head or something, you know? In fact, if if someone had enough time on their hands, you could take these bits of the passengers milling about, speed them up and put yakety sacks on it. Oh, you could. And that would be perfect. <laughs> but not the next bit, because the next bit, um, Avon and Keela go into the hold... And uh, yes. Avon kills the guard. Yeah, he's, um, he fans for all he's worth. There, he, he, he fans for all he's worth. Yes, and uh, um, that's when the pink plastic box comes out. This is supposed to be a a, a, a video generator, isn't it? Yes. This, this turning pink plastic it's, box. It's a pink. Yeah. That doesn't have anything inside it's, it. It's just a pink plastic box. What is the yeah, purpose it's just, of it being pink? Yeah, it's just pink? a few. Well, I think. At, at the time, light gathering acrylic sheet must have been quite new because they put it on the Liberator uh, bracelets and everything. So I wonder if they thought, oh, this is space age. It is. Or they just didn't have any money. Yeah. No, it's now, futuristic. Of course, yeah, the only time you see that sort of light gathering acrylic now is in shoe shop windows. <laughs> I know. I tell you where I see it every time and every time I think of it. it um, it's in, in our local B&Q. Um, yeah. In the tool section, they've got shelves made out of it, and it's exactly the same uh, fluorescent green as my halo on my guard helmet. It's exactly the same. Yeah, there you go. Should nick a few. We should. Yeah, yeah. It would have been cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he puts this rubbish doohickey on the camera, which now shows old footage of the guard who's now deceased uh, patrolling the hold. And yeah. he says, "Be careful. The the boxes are booby trapped." And opens one, and you, what are the, what are they meant to be? These little white things which come out and cover well, they're, Keeler. They're meant to be like phosphorus, aren't they? So, um, you know, uh, white phosphorus was used by the the American military in Vietnam, and it was so when it when it gets on you, it just burns it. You can't put it out with water. You can't, and I think it was meant to be like that, but it makes no sense because he says they'll burn through anything, mm. and then they brush them onto the floor. So uh, yeah. doesn't that mean that they're now burning through the hull? Yes, like in Alien. Like an Alien, yeah. yeah. They yeah. should have had Tarrant running underneath and trying not to get his perm <laughs> singed. But also, he says, you have 10 seconds to get them off. Yeah. What's the point of a time delay booby trap? Surely they should yeah. do it immediately. That is a, called a lethal booby trap, not when you've got 10 seconds to pick them off. Unless this, it's such a sh- sort of crappy, shonky booby trap that they often just open and it sprays the guards and they go oh quick get them off get them off and this gives them gives the guards time not to burn themselves i suppose so yeah, yeah. or yeah. Th- the other thing here though is you, we, we so even if we assume that even though the characters didn't know that they were federation guards for now our heroes they're literally killing people for money now aren't they yes yeah they shot that poor guard doing his job i was a security guard for a while i uh i could have easily been shot by avon <laughs> Yeah, 
But it's what we said a few episodes back. They are fulfilling what Chris Boucher said. They are just yeah. pirates. They are just criminals. And why they're do they need this and money? They're bad men. Why yeah. do they need the yeah, money? Yeah, what are they going to spend it on? Yeah, because at this point, um, you know, Avon hasn't come up with the idea of, you know, unifying people and having a cause like that. Do they go to another planet and they buy things for Zenon Base or what? Why do they need this money? I don't know, unless it's for all their magazine subscriptions that we keep postulating. Oh, of course, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, the other thing, at the end of this episode, uh, spoilers, um, when they see Silverlan, at this point, why are they even fighting Silverlan? That is a good when point. She, other than the point that she's not very trustworthy, when she was sent, they could have, they could come to an agreement that says, okay, Silverlan, we're not going to do anything to you, you leave us alone. Yeah, but she would want Aurak, wouldn't she? She doesn't want yeah. Scorpio, but she would that's want Aurak. That's, that, that's why she's after them. You know, so it's it's, it's yeah. I suppose yeah. She still yeah. wants all that. Yes, yeah. But yeah, uh, why I... she wants him? Another matter. <laughs> Avon gets all these uh, little staples off of him, and yes. they load Glitter, the gold. Yeah. yeah, they load the gold onto the trolley, and we go back to the one corridor. Did you notice that the whole space princess, apart from yeah. the 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 Keeler's office, there is that one corridor all the time. The corridor with the lift. That's the only bit you ever see. With that yeah. woman going round and round. Yeah, that's one. And there's a man running about, and I'm sure he's in Jarvik's overalls. Did you oh. notice him? He's in the, the grey and blue, open to the navel style. He's got his zip done up. But yeah, I, I was going to sure go and check, but I'm that. far too lazy. But yeah, I'm sure it's the same. Yeah. Well, when this episode comes out on the Facebook page, yeah. we would have found out about that, and I'll have the horns of Nymon gun up, and we'll yeah. find out what Keeler's gun is as well. So uh, uh, head on over to Facebook, folks, and uh, maybe we'll be able to answer these questions that we this, don't this know is the like to. the uh yeah this is like the callback episode of blake seven and it? it's just everything's been used before oh they they are running out of money at this yeah. point well, you can that's what season four you can see that can't you where the they're literally as you're watching it you're seeing the money running out mm-hmm. it's yeah i mean which i suppose I, makes sense because it wasn't it was never meant to be was it no no that is very true i mean that's why you know that um mm in the most part, when you've got the Federation guards, they're missing the, the the green halos because, you know, they couldn't find them or they didn't have enough money to make any more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, it's because being cured brought up all the plastic, isn't it, to make those Turn shelves. them into shelves, yes. I wonder if that's an original one in my b and I'll have to have a look at if there's a BBC stamp on it or something. Yeah. yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah. Recycled. Keeler goes back to the control room. Uh, Dana is sick because of this yes. drug that they've given her, and we get even worse acting from Taryn. It's, it depends how you look at it. It's either worse acting or it's really good acting, isn't it, about the whole, but she'll die. Yeah. You should have declared her condition before the flight. This will give temporary relief, nothing else. But I don't understand. She had plenty of her tablets. She must have lost them. Addicts do, you know. That's why it's an offence not to report to me before leaving Xerox. Can she survive till we reach Earth? Yes. Well, that's all right, then. Unfortunately not. Being an alien, she won't be given drugs on Earth. Oh, but in that case, she'll die. Precisely. What hope is there, then, Doctor? Only to return to Xerox, and I can't see that happening. Can you? However, we'll try. Sick bay to flight deck. This is Dr. Slayton. 
I need to talk to Captain Kennedy. There's no doubt in your mind that she'll die, Doctor. None at all, Captain. Aborting the trip is out of the question, I'm afraid. I realize that. I could put out a mayday, I suppose. See if there's a ship around can take her back. It's a very slim chance, though. You'd be surprised. It's her only chance, under the circumstances. I'll give it a try, then, Doctor. Thank you, Captain. And so say all of us. Hey, pretty one? I think it, I I like to go with that. It's real. We're finally seeing some really good acting. And again, I'm not I'm not going to go at Stephen Pacey the way he plays it. That's obviously how they wanted him to play it. It's not my cup of tea. But I think he's really good. I love the bit where it's like, well, so she'll die. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Dana's awful. I must admit, Dana. I, I'm I'm not. You know, the more I see of uh, Josette Simon, I'm not a fan of her style of acting. No, no. Hmm. But when we talk about these stories, we very often say that something hinges on one thing happening, doesn't it? You know, and if it didn't happen, well, that's your plan scuppered. And we've got it yeah. here. They, they've assumed that Dana is drugged. Uh, the doctor comes and takes a look at her and the captain won't turn the ship round and go back. OK, so they have to send out a distress call, which is villa conveniently waiting on yeah. the scorpio to answer it but, but supposing he did turn the ship round yeah the, if what, he turned the ship round they're scuppered if they would have done which i would have thought any federation person would have gone and said well sorry you're gonna die why do they care about her mm. these just these are not even real people to them they're just they're props in this play acting mm. transportation again i don't know why they're even bothering no Whereas you the know, whole Cygnus Alpha thing again, isn't it? Why? Yeah. Why? What's Why? Yeah. But, and What's I, I hadn't even thought about that. This doctor is in on it. This doctor knows that they're all drugged. Yeah. So why is he? Why is he even care? I did like his line about because uh, obviously Earth at this point is post Brexit, and he goes, "Aliens uh, don't get any health care on Earth." It's like <laughs> really? Oh, that seems a bit strange. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Villa picks up the distress call and says, oh, this is Scorpio. Supposing another ship got there before the Scorpio did and, and takes Dana off. They're scuppered again, aren't they? Yeah. What if there'd have been a closer ship? Yeah. yeah. What if the doctor had gone, oh, well, I know what this is. Take one of these pills. You'll be all right in the morning. Or there's nothing that we can do for her. She is going to die. Yeah, she's going to die. Sorry, mate. I'm going to give her a lethal injection now. Put yeah. her out of her misery. Then give her a bit more drugs. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Villa does pick up the thing. He says he'll be on his way. And we go back to that flaming corridor again. And yep. um, Dana fluffs it. She knocks away Avon's gun as they attempt to get her and the gold uh, into the lift, don't they? But what, this is the bit I was thinking about earlier. Why is Avon pulling a gun on the guy? They were going to the lift. Yes. Everything's but... going to plan. They put her on that trolley with her. On. Otherwise, why didn't they just pull a gun to start with? Yes. What was the point of this whole charade if Avon's going to pull that gun? This is just is purely so that they can have a, a little bit of excitement yes. and a bit of a shootout. Because they were, going, they were taking them to the airlock. Villa was there. They had recognised it and said, yeah, we can transport this over. What benefit is that? He could, they could teleport afterwards if they wanted, you know, if they thought, oh, we've got to get out of this airlock. There's no need for that. Yeah, it makes no sense, this bit. It's purely put in 
so there's a bit of a chase and it, when i was watching it, i almost sort of shouted at the screen it's like what are you doing avon yeah another thought that's just occurred to me yeah. is this explained away at the beginning when we first meet keeler but the doctor calls the captain and the captain you know says i'll put out a distress call was the captain on the ship at the beginning of this story or was it no, unmanned? I, I, I get the feeling Keeler it was, was un it. yeah. I get the feeling it was unmanned. It was it, just Keeler. It must have been because they docked with the space princess, yeah. and the captain didn't notice. Yeah, wouldn't he have said later on? That's funny. That's the same <laughs> ship. I can't. I recognise the shitty video I think it was all effects. unmanned. I, yeah. I, I think. It, oh yes, he says it's been for a refit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's right, been to okay. have the X-wing wings added. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the doctor legs it, um, but it's killed by Keeler in cold blood. And uh, as yeah. they say, there was absolutely no need to do that. Um, yeah, and th this is a bit rich, isn't it? Where he goes around and Avon goes, uh, why did you do it? He was harmless. You've just killed umpteen people. Yes, yes. Who, who up Ooh, until hypocrite. very recently, you had no yeah. way of knowing were suspect at all. Yeah, it, it, yeah, hypocrite, hypocrite. Hypocrite, the, yeah. The other thing I, um, I question on this, so Villa's waiting on the Scorpio, and he contacts him, and he uses the real name Scorpio. Mm. Has no one got... Uh, presumably this ship isn't as famous as the Liberator yet, but has no one got any... any you know, anything that looks at someone goes, Scorpio, ooh. <laughs> also, I noticed on, on one of the control panels, there's a button marked Emphasis. I don't know what that was Is about. There? I don't know. Yeah. They've oh, obviously just put, so. like, used this, either a button from something else or put some letters set on it. Yeah, it says emphasis. Emphasis. And I'm thinking, what is that? You press that and it gives you a bit of gravitas when you're speaking on the radio or something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I, again, I'll have to go and have yeah. a look for that. All right. Well, the, the alarm goes off. Um, they, they hurriedly get the gold into the hold and um, Avon is trapped. As the uh, as the space princess starts pulling away, um, on the DVD there's some uh, outtakes on on that, isn't there? And behind the scenes of setting up this yeah. scene and that and uh, Avon stumble um, as 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 he's trying to get into the Scorpio. The two ships detach, um, but Villa teleports him just in the nick of time. He would be dead anyway. There would be no air. You, you yeah, know. I like. It's, it's, it goes on a little bit too long, don't it? The, yeah. Uh, the the blowing. Perhaps that's where um, Avon's hair became bouffant. I didn't. It notice. could be because they've done that, that thing to show to show that air is leaking out. They fire yeah. air in, don't they? They, they fire yeah, some which carbon never, dioxide. Never, it doesn't, never quite make sense. It's not convincing at all. The air's meant to be going yeah. out, not carbon dioxide coming in. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's it. He's teleported in the nick of time. Um, they leg it away in another really bad video effect. Yeah, and um, and we go inside, and we've got Avon and Villa, you know, whispering between them, deciding on percentages. I like that little bit. Yeah, it's but, nice. Uh, it reminds Avon's me of the Gambit guidance. sequence. Yeah. yeah, it's still, you know, it's still a committee at this point. Yeah. He, he he's not the the uh, the outright leader. You know, he's still listening to advice. You know, well, he actually doesn't he say to Keeler at some point. He said they he says your crew, and he goes, they're not my crew. We just choose to travel together. Yeah, and he that's, says, that's I, 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 exactly I'm sure they'll uh, kill me if be. they thought you know I was yeah. trying to double cross them. Hmm. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what it should be. It shouldn't be acting like you know captain and hmm. following orders and that. Yeah, and. Uh, at that point, they, they, that's where they say they want ten billion, and not six. Yeah, uh, off of Keeler. Roy Kinnear is still really, really good. Yeah, he's so point. good. Yeah, he is. They get to the Rendezvous Planet um, in yet another 
rubbish video effect. And um, who have we got? We've got Avon, Keela, Sulin, Tarrant, and Dana. Uh, they're down in that quarry, aren't they? Yeah. Villa, so, th- so this this makes sense now. Villa doesn't go anywhere on location for this episode. So Michael Keaton must have been presumably having a week's holiday, or he was off rambling could, somewhere. Yeah, could we're doing something? But yeah, that explains it then, because he, yeah, you're right. In this, he stays on the ship, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He never, you he never get, see him on location. Yeah, because he gets that brilliant just checking line with Avon, which I love. I wonder if that was actually in the original script, or or it was a tweak because it's like, oh, we've got a conflict here. Michael's not available, so they did yeah, a small I, script. Amendment to say yeah, that that's, that's what it feels like. It. Yeah, it does. Yeah, doesn't I it? think you're right. Yeah, so they're in this quarry, and that's when they're not too convincing buggies arrive. Yes, uh, carrying hooded figures. Right, they get out. The trade is done. Dana knocks out Keela, and they all pull their guns again, going all melodramatic again, aren't they? Yeah, very, very uh, Western gunfightery. I've been waiting for a chance to kill you, Servalan. Congratulations, Ava. I see you worked it out. Keeler was once on the personal security staff of the President of the Federation. That just had to be you. It wasn't hard to work out. But it wasn't meant to be, was it? I don't know what you mean. You wouldn't leave me a clue like that. Not unless you really wanted to. You knew I wouldn't be able to resist it. You planned everything. Every move. You even knew that Keeler would disobey you. And you hoped that I would trust him because of that. Very good. I almost did trust Keeler. When I found out it was you, I knew I was safe. From him, at least. After all, he has nothing to gain from obeying you. Only in the end it occurred to me he might possibly imagine that you would keep your side of the bargain and pay him his reward instead of just killing him. He doesn't know you as well as I do. Who does? Avon. Would you be careful with the gun? My guards have orders to shoot you first. The price of my life would be yours. Well now, the sacrifice might be worthwhile. You're not the sacrificial type. You're right. We'll do business as arranged. Very good bait, the black gold. I knew you'd like it. (laughs) But I shouldn't imagine it's much use to you now. You'll just have to confess and pay up. We're ready, Villa. Avon? What about me? We can't take you with us. Old friend, Villa was right. We can't trust you. So we're leaving you. To her. And yes, what a surprise, it's Servalan. And she says she, she knew Avon wouldn't be able to resist, and also she knew that Keeler would betray her. Again, that's a lot of supposition there. Supposing yeah, what, he hadn't. Yeah, what if Keeler would, after meeting Avon, would have thought, actually, you know what, I'm going to tell him because we were such good friends, or... Yeah. Yeah, like this this entire like in fact, any of these style of caper movies and shows, 
always require this, don't they? That people act in a certain way, mm. and if the slightest deviation would scupper their plan straight away, yeah. but they, it never seems to happen. I'd love to see an, ep- an episode of a show like that where they do all these intricate plans and then the person doesn't turn up because their pet was ill. <laughs> or something. Yeah, home. yeah. Well, real life ain't like this, is it? No, not at all. But I like Roy Kinnear here because, you know, the penny drops for Keeler. Oh, yeah. He knows he's going to die. Yep. And you can see it written. He's such a good actress. You can see it written all over his face. Yeah, yeah. But Avon's not looking at him because, you know, Avon says they'll do, do the business anyway and we get that flirty, smiley thing going on between them two again, which is just not realistic for no. the build-up of these characters that we've seen this far. Far Avon would shoot her, wouldn't he? Yep. And why isn't Dana shooting her? Yes, yeah, yeah, that's her sworn enemy. Yeah. She said, I, I, I will kill you. She, she, just blow her head off. So we, yeah. we know what value Dana puts on her dad's life. Oh, Six million. <laughs> Not much. Space bucks, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, they teleport and leave Keeler there. And, uh, yeah, he's all apologetic, isn't he? And he's like, yeah. well, I guess I'm not going to get paid then. And that's when she says, well, what use is money to you here? I'm sorry. I did my best. What do we do now? Load the gold. Watch it. I don't suppose I'll get paid now, will I, sir? What use would money be to you? Here. You're not going to... and nobody lives here. There's no shelter, no food. I mean, you couldn't leave me here alone. And you think she's going to just leave him on the planet? Well, that's what I thought yeah. she would do. Surely that's yeah. a worse fate. You know, you would think so to yeah. leave him marooned. I mean, we don't know what else is on that planet, but you know, just marooned to starve to death is uh, a bigger punishment, is it not? I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah, but we go up on the Scorpio. We see all the money, and it's <laughs> that is pretty rubbish, fake money, isn't it? That's well, not I... believable for one second that that's real money. No, I love it that um, they say I've never seen currency of that size. No, neither have I. It's huge. <laughs> How well, can you put that in your wallet? I was going to say, what size wallet holds all that? Yeah. For goodness sake. Or the, or the vending machine that chucks them out. Dear, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. yeah. And they're angry. They want to know why Avon didn't tell them he thought Serverland was behind it all. Yeah. Uh, There's a lovely little look between Avon and Tarrant, isn't there? Which I presume, because this is after Sand, that Tarrant's now in oh, love yes. with yes. with Silverland. It's like, what the hell? Is, why is it? I mean, it's not... I hate this sort of writing because we're expected to believe that these people will... Ev- every experience they've ever had, they'll drop because she's a, a good-looking woman or whatever. It's it's nonsense. Oh, dear. They oh, all dear. should be killing her. Yeah, they should. They should. Talking of killing, we go back down to the planet yeah. and uh, the gold is being loaded up and Keeler, I'm guessing he is dead. I mean, he, he's flat down on the floor, yeah. so you presume that he is dead. Yeah. I presume he's dead. He, yeah. he doesn't look like he's having a kip, does he? He doesn't, no. Uh, so we go back up onto the ship and and they, that, they're actually happy because they think for once, you know, yeah. things have gone their way, you know? But what again, what are they going to spend this money on? Yeah, what is it for apart from magazine yeah. subscriptions? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's refills, reloads for the guns, because they're obviously almost out, aren't they? Could be. Yeah. 
and, yeah, and that's when it. perhaps it's because they all thought we can buy new clothes <laughs> we're not going to be wearing these stinky jumpsuits again and, and that's when Orak and I love this it's he, brilliant he, yeah. he's got a bit of a chuckle yeah he's, he's happy he, as Larry he, he, does, he actually has a bit of a chuckle and tells them that uh, it, well it's worse than that <laughs> yeah Avon you took risks with our lives 10 billion in cash and an outside chance of killing Servalet rather I hadn't. It was not sensible. What's that supposed to mean? Within the last few hours, Zero conceded to the Federation. So that black gold will be of use to Servalan. The Federation doesn't know how she's got it. She's made herself a good profit. It's worse than that, unfortunately. Worse. The Federation banking system will now take over that of Xerox. All banknotes drawn by the Bank of Xerox will be declared invalid within seven days, and all private transactions will be illegal directly. The consequences of this are clear. Yes, they're clear, all right. Aren't they, Avon? We've just risked our lives for nothing. Not for nothing, Tarrant. We risked our lives to make Serverland rich. <laughs> yeah, the money he's, is, he's keen on that. He, loves he is. It. He is. The money is useless to them yeah. um, because of you know the banking cartel was switched to the Federation, and you know uh, basically all that, all those note, n- notes are uh, n- null and void. And yes, it's worse than that because the gold <laughs> you know, that Serverland's yeah. got, uh, they all they've done is make Serverland rich, haven't they? Yeah. I yeah. think perhaps this is the point that Avon just that's he he snaps at this point, doesn't he? I think I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, they're they're furious with him. You know, they throw the money away, and Sulin especially is yeah. um, you know really angry, and he just laughs. I mean, yes, I think yeah, he is insane now, isn't he? Yeah. You know, it's just he's had too many defeats, <laughs> and he's yeah. done so many wrong things. He, his brain just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. All all those innocent people died for nothing. For nothing. This whole story was yeah. for nothing. They needn't have done any of this. No. Nope. You know? They could have just stayed in bed. It would have been better for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they are getting low Do you think on they're the... just bored? Yeah. It might have been. It might have been. Yeah. All right, so that's the story over. Old poor old Roy. He's he's lying face down in a quarry. That's yeah. how Keeler ends his days. Yeah. Um, so, behind the scenes. Right, yeah. We said at the beginning, the Space Princess, this Bill Pearson creation. Uh, with uh, X-Wings on it. Um, it still exists. It, it right. goes out on the conventions. It's it's missing quite a few pieces now. Oh, is this um, the one Is this the one someone said? So you, you, you had made a comment. Is this the, the model where you'd made yes, a comment? Yes, yeah. Not... It, it was at Small Space, yeah. and somebody on the Facebook page says, oh, I see, it's lost another bit off of it or, or something. Um, do you know about its second incarnation, the Space Princess? Uh, no, using Captain Zepp or something. Oh, yeah, it's BBC, obviously, yeah. but uh, it's comedy. Uh, the the model went on to stand in for the Solarco, okay? That was the substitute Solarco in the alien spoof on French and Saunders. Oh, right. Yeah, they used that model, oh. yes. Yeah, um, Yeah, I said about cost saving measure using um, sets. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, Chris Boucher said in an interview that had the BBC commissioned a fifth season, it would have been a lot like this episode. I guess I guess he means in, in tone, yeah. I suppose. And, uh, yeah. 
Um, this is the last episode in which Sulin interacts with any of the Scorpio crew, and it's the only time she meets Sulin as well. Oh, Serverland, you mean? Yes. You said, you said Sulin interacts with the Scorpio crew. Oh, sorry, think, Serverland interacts yeah, with the, I was thinking, the Scorpio what? crew. What? I, I'm going to have to watch all the other episodes now. Does she not? <laughs> was it some sort of falling out over what they had for lunch? <laughs> so that's that. So we go on to Roy Kinnear, you know, a beloved uh, actor, as you, uh, yeah. as you say, um, mainly known towards the end of his career um, in comedy parts. Um, what do you mainly know him from uh, outside of Blake Seven? If I said Roy Kinnear, what do you think of him? I, I would think of um, the Three Musketeers. Oh right, yeah, right. I, I think he's superb in them. Um, it, it was doing the the what's the the such a waste of time revisit, wasn't it? That's when he died. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was Return of the yeah. Three Musketeers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I was looking into that. Yeah, he fell off of a horse, didn't yeah. he, or something, and he died the next day. But I apparently... ironically ended up face down in a quarry. Yeah, yeah, but apparently, mm, I mean, mm, uh, he, yeah, mm. his his family were so sh- shabbily treated. Mm. I don't know. I I get the feeling it's mm. like you know the film company were denying any. Uh, responsibility, etc., etc., and apparently it's what put Richard Lester off of uh, dealing with films again. That's why he retired really? because yeah. he he was just appalled by the way Roy Kinnear's estate was. Yeah. Well, uh, I know he was. Um, it was because they, they were filming it in. Like, it was either Spain or Eastern Europe, wasn't it? They were I filming think it was Spain. Yeah. yeah, and um, everyone was saying that that it was such a slipshod production that that stuff was being done without safety checks and, mm. and you know sadly he you know he it's died because of it yeah 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 um my if i think of roy kinnear if somebody says to me roy kinnear i always think of the dick emery show yeah. uh where he played dick emery's you know he had the bother boy oh bother yes boy, yeah he played he played, dad. He, he played his dad yeah. dad, dad. Stuck i've done it again you know? yeah yeah he's the thing is it's because he was so, he was in so many of these little sketch shows, wasn't he? He was mm. always, and and so it's hard to pick the one he's best remembered for. Mm. Um, but yeah, it he at one point he was like, no matter where you switch a telly on, you would see Roy Kinnear somewhere. And now it's his son, of course, that, yeah. that's in everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he he was in everything. But we're going to focus just on genre. Okay, and yeah. all he's got for a genre tally is the genre tally. He was never in Doctor Who. He was never in, um, um, you know, any of the Jerry Anderson shows yeah. or never in a Bond film. I can quite see why. <laughs> can you imagine yeah. Roy Kinnear in a Bond film? Although oh, I can see yeah. him as like, you know, yeah, 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 as an accomplice to yeah. Bond. I'm surprised know. he was never in Doctor Who, especially during JNT's era. I was thinking he would have mm. been Well, if you can get Beryl Reed in yeah. and Ken Dodd, but you can't get... Roy Kinnear. You can't get Roy Kinnear. Yeah, yeah. Um, Perhaps Blake Seven put him off. It could be. But it's a, it's a good episode. I like this episode. Yeah. You know, I, it? It, it's a good part. It's a good fun story, isn't it? It is. I've, um, I think it, of, of the, the season fours we've seen so far, this is the best. Yeah. I mean, it, we enjoyed yeah. the Gunsar part yeah. of that story, but not the whole story. Yeah. And Dorian was okay. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, I think this is my favourite s- uh, season four story that we've covered so far. I, yeah, I I agree. I it's a it's a good story. It's a good script. It's well acted. There's nothing. I mean, we've just spent the last hour tearing into it, um, but there's nothing really wrong with this that 
a normal viewer would find a problem. They're not going to look at him and no. go, those guns are on Doctor Who. I think um, the worst thing about it is the shoddy video effects. Yeah. The video but again, you're, you're, ca- you're a casual viewer at the time, not going to notice that. No, no. no. Yeah. No, but no, it, no, no. it's it's a, it's a good episode, yeah, good episode, and Roy Kinnear is excellent in it. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Um, his genre tally. Then he's got a high yeah. genre tally. He's gonna. Wow. I, I think it puts him into the uh, top five. Definitely. Um, Twenty-two is his wow. genre tally. All right. Is that mainly the Avengers and stuff like that? Yeah. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's Roy Kinnear's agent for you. <laughs> Suing over what we're saying. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going. You can't say that to about him. Right, there we go. Right, right, here we go. Genre tally 22. Uh, the first thing he was in was The Avengers. Yep. Um, four different roles. He came back four times playing four different characters. Um, the next thing he was in is I've always been fascinated by the photos uh, of this film. I've never seen it, but in my, you know, science fiction uh, books that I got in the seventies. It was in there. Yeah. A film called The Bed Sitting Room. Oh right, yeah. It's um, it's awful to be fair. Is it? It's based on a Spike Milligan play. Mm. Yeah, the film. The film is terrible. You watch it. I mean, I, I, it's got a great cast, and I love Spike Milligan's writing. And I sat and watched it, and I was stony faced throughout, thinking, "What the hell is this?" It's a it, post-apocalyptic film, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's set in a post-apocalyptic Britain of the time. And it involves just really random. You mean you know what Spike Milligan's writing was like? That so so one character is um, mutating into the bed sitting room of the title. But it's so it's such a product of its time that even now you watch it with a good knowledge of what Britain was like at the time, and it's it comes across as as just very weird. I'll have to see if yeah. it's on YouTube or something. Or at least yeah, I think it was it. on. It was on um, either Amazon or Netflix at one because that's where I saw it. But you're right. You never. There was never any like video releases or. No. But you'd always see that one sort of photo, wouldn't you? In, in, in the. In, in my books. books, yeah, and, and, and there was, yeah, and there was a photo of him. He yeah. played Plastic Mac Man. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. one of those films where there's no sets. It's all filmed, in the open. Oh, it's like right. the most minimalist film you've ever going to see so it, it it strikes me as like you know you used to get like the experimental theater and the surreal stuff and it, it mm-hmm. not doesn't really float my boat but it's yeah it's it's worth watching just to to say you've seen it to tick it off but you I don't, unless i don't think you would ever go back and revisit it all right okay well all right then i, yeah. I, I might seek it out yeah next thing um i know because i've got it and i remember him in it uh taste the blood of dracula yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's the guy that uh, finds Dracula's ashes. That's right. And decides that that's a sensible thing to uh, scoop up. <laughs> the next thing is something called Egghead's Robot. Okay. Oh, and God. It, that it, rings a bell. It, it, it's a film for Saturday morning TV. Um, you, no, no, it's cinema. You know, Saturday morning cinema where... The Children's Film, film Foundation. Film Foundation. Yeah, yes. Children's Film yes. Foundation. Yeah, it's one of them. And yeah. it's called Egghead's Robot. Yes, next, I'm sure I've seen that. Yeah, next thing, you know, I think everybody's seen, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yes, Factory, where he true. played Mr. Salt in that. Um, then he was in Jason King. Uh, then something called The Pied Piper, TV version of The Pied Piper. Then he was in Alice's Adventure in Wonderland, uh, the one where Fiona, um, what was that, Fiona Fullerton? 
Oh, the Bond lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she played yeah. Alice. Uh, he, he was the Cheshire Cat uh, in that. I've I can see that. See I can, I yeah, can I've got to see if I can find photos of him in yeah. that. Um, um, the next thing, he was, had two roles in a sh- show of yours, a uh, favourite of yours, uh, The Goodies. Oh, right, yeah. Um, he was in Roman Antics, where he played yeah. the Emperor, and he was in The Lost Tribe of the Orinoco as Professor Nuts. I imagine that was a, probably a fairly racist episode. <laughs> More than likely, yeah. yeah. So that time, definitely, yeah. Then he was in Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. All right. I'd, I'd given up watching Herbie's by then, but... Okay. Yeah. Um, this is something I don't think you watched. Um, it's like the opposite of the goodies. Uh, it was out about the same time. Uh, Metal Mickey. Ugh. He was in oh, that. Man. Next thing he was in, I don't remember him being in it at all. And I, I like the film, but I don't own it, yeah. so I'm going to have to seek it out. Uh, he was in Hawk the Slayer. All right. He was the I innkeeper in Hawk I don't think I've Slayer. ever seen it. He looks like a hammer innkeeper, doesn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. You know, he's a Michael Ripper type. He yeah. could have been an innkeeper in a hammer film. Uh, then he was in Blake 7. Then in another appalling TV show, Super Gran. Oh, dear God. And then he was in Super Ted. Ooh, he was the voice better. in Super Ted. Then he was in The Sooty Show. See, that's quality. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I've got to find a photo of him in it because apparently he played Spider-Man. In the Sooty Show. What? Roy, Roy you Kinnear. have to find that. <laughs> Roy Kinnear in a, in a Lycra Spider-Man suit. Yes, oh. we, we, we've got to find that. Um, then he was in an episode of the Ray Bradbury Theatre. And the last thing he was in was The Princess and the Goblin. He was a voice in that animated yeah. Princess and the Goblin. So that gives him a 22, which is very respectable. Yeah. Where does that put him... Uh, as I say, I'm I'm pretty sure he's in top five. Yeah. Um, wow. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's uh, that that's old Keeler finished. Okay. Yeah. I enjoy- it was a good one. I enjoyed this week's one. Yeah. No, it's good fun. Good fun. Next week, of course, we're not talking about an episode because next week uh, it's that gap week where we do a special episode, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, robots, the robots and androids. I'll put that caveat in. Uh, robots and the androids seen throughout the show's history. Uh, so join us in seven, ti- seven days' time for that, everybody. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, yes, uh, let's teleport out of here, shall we? Let's go. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>